All right, well, um, iPads, um, apps for literacy. This is what we're getting ready to start. Um, and this is me, Shelly Fryer, at S. Fryer. Um, my, well, I guess I've got this all here and I don't have to go through it. Um, you can find my classroom webpage is classroom.shellyfryer.com. I will tell you this right now. It is truly my classroom's webpage. It's what I call our home base. So anytime my students get on the classroom computers, this comes up. This is where I put information for my students. It's not necessarily information for anybody else. However, I do put my workshops and things on there. So in the sidebar, all of the workshops that I'm doing here and any others that I've done, um, the slides will all be on there. But majority of the time, this is for my students. I think it's a big waste of time to allow students just to get on and start Googling and going here, there, and everywhere. I just want them to have a direct link for them to go. So uh, my blog is ShellyFryer.com. I blog occasionally, maybe three times a month-ish. So not a regular blogger, but I try, especially anything, anytime anything is really kind of neat or interesting that's going on or something that I've struggled with. So it's my blog. And then um, my school, and, and this is where I am the most passionate, is about my school. I teach at a school in Oklahoma City. We are a small, private, nonprofit school for homeless children. And so all of my students are 100%, I guess you would call them free lunch. We do get some Title I monies, but for the most part, um, we're supported by private donations. Um, so the, the, the biggest question I get, where do you, your students come from? They're homeless. Well, um, we get students from our local shelters, so the City Rescue Mission, the Salvation Army, uh, Center for Domestic Violence, so... Um, we get students whose mothers are just coming out of incarceration. So they're in a reemerge program. So we get students like that. Um, I have students whose mothers are in drug rehab or alcohol re rehab. And so they're living in um, temporary housing. We have temporary housing. So it, all of these students come from a variety of different places. We are a K through five school. Um, we are not set up to be a long-term solution. So students come to us. We have counselors on site. We have um, family support, social workers on site with us. So we support the entire family. Our goal is to get students back on track and get them back in the public school system. Many of our students come to us and they're multi-grade levels behind, which is why I think literacy apps are so important. Um, these are some of the apps that I'm going to talk about today. And these are some of the apps that we absolutely depend on. So my number one goal with my students in my classroom, as you heard in our keynote, I want my students to love learning. So many students come into our classrooms with so many barriers in place. In Oklahoma, one out of every 21 students in our state is homeless. In the United States, 1.6 million students will experience homelessness over the course of a year. On any given day, 600,000 students have no place to live. 
So I can guarantee you, for every one of mine, there are probably 10, 20 more out there in your classrooms, and you may never know it. Homelessness looks like very different things. Um, if I'm living at my grandmother's house, my mother and I were living at our grandmother's house, we're sleeping on the couch, you're homeless. If you are traveling from motel, 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 which many of my students do, you're homeless. You know, anytime that you don't have a permanent place to live, you're considered homeless. So I do occasionally get a street homeless kid. Um, we go out looking for them in our tent cities. We send our social workers out. It's rare because they fly under the radar. But I was just telling somebody a minute ago, I got a third grader in last year. He had not been in school since kindergarten. He just completely flew under the radar. Nobody knew he existed. He showed up at school. We went out and we found him. You know, this kid had, it, we get a lot of unschooled kids. So anyway, that's just a little of our background. So I'd love to have, this is my passion. So if I start tweedling all over, that's exactly what I'm talking about. All right, so why differentiate? That is exactly why. Because when you have a classroom of students, they're going to be on a variety of levels. I teach third and fourth grade. I've got reading levels in my classroom anywhere from kindergarten to fifth and sixth grade. So a wide variety of levels. Um, at the end of the year last year, I ended with 15 students. I had as many as 17. And... And that's why I love teaching at my school. So my students get a lot of individual attention. But I couldn't do it without some of our adaptive apps. So do you know what adapted it? It adapts as you go. So it's a smart app. Um, and it does a little pre-test. And so it places the kids where they are um, according to that pre-test. And then moves them through a series of levels. It learns along with them, and it gives them educational support as they go. And so some of the apps that we use are invaluable because I teach at a third and fourth grade level, but many of my students have a lot of other ground to make up. So we have time for both, adaptive level and instructional level. Um, so our one of our most powerful reading literacy adaptive apps is Dyslexia Core 5. Um, then we're going to look at RAS kids. We use our Title I money to purchase RAS kids, reading A to Z, if you've heard of that. And they have a, a lot of different modules. There's a Spanish one and different modules. So we use the um, RAS kids in reading A to Z. Um, Myon Reader, if you've, I absolutely adore Myon. It has made a huge difference in my classroom. We'll talk about it in a minute. Uh, and then um, Seesaw and how I'm using our digital learning journal um, for literacy. So we use that a lot too. Um, so why this year? This is a student of mine. Her name is Kariba. I'm going to use their first names. I have their permission, so that's okay. Kariba, I have had for, well, I just she just moved on, but I had her for two years in my classroom. Never made any reading progress. I mean, she worked her tail off. Never made any progress. We eventually got her tested. Severe dyslexia. So, Lexia Core 5 is one of our apps. It's really good for dyslexic students. But for Kariba, when you come into third grade, you know, and you take this reading test, my kids' greatest fear when they walk in the classroom is, are you going to fail me? Am I going to be able to pass third grade? I just want to go to the next grade. Can you do that for me? Um, 
And Kariba was one of those. She had just experienced failure in reading over and over and over again. Um, but by the time we had her tested, got her reading supports, were teaching her in the ways that she learned best, then she began making some progress. So why did her entry It's for students like Kariba, who is brilliant. She is a born engineer. She is a born creativity person. She can do any design project, and I'm just like amazed but she couldn't read above a second grade level. So why do we differentiate is for students like Kariba so that they can experience success. So some of my key goals is I want students to love reading. I want my students to love school. I don't want them to see that this is, you know, reading is one of those things where you can be not so good at math, be not, but reading, everybody knows if you can't read. And so I want them to love reading. And I want them to know that we read to learn. You can read for enjoyment or you can read to learn. But reading is just something that we always do. And so I want them to feel successful at that. Also, so many of my students, because they do have such low reading levels, maybe on a second grade level, that's not where their interest level is. Their interest level is way up here. They don't want to read baby books. And so they need different reading supports that will support them in that reading process so they can read and enjoy the things that they're interested in, but at the same time have things. So it's a really balancing act to see you have to approach it from all different angles. So during our instructional time, like I said, I'm often instructing on um, third and fourth grade levels. I do have third and fourth grade, but nobody in my classroom, we don't focus on, well, you're a third grader and you're a fourth grader. So um, so I try to keep it at those ranges. Um, so, But while I'm doing that, some students are working on Lexia. Or while I'm doing working with individual groups, you know, at their level. So I really, it's stations. I ditched my desk last year and created learning stations. So I do everything through a learning station. My kids get to choose where they learn best. We have iPads for one-to-one school. We also have computers. I just ordered some Chromebooks. I'm trying to give them some technology literacy so that they can be flexible. And so they each have different places that they like to learn best. Sometimes they like working on the computer. Sometimes they like working on their iPads. Um, and then during free choice time, they can self-select from a variety of different leaders. Okay, in literacy app selection criteria, number one is cost. I can tell you that these adaptive apps are expensive. They're very expensive. They're powerful. So the Lexia Core 5 that we're going to do, my school as an individual school, we only have at most 70 students. We can't afford that. So we partner with the Boys and Girls Club, and so they have the big, and they just include us in that. But it is a powerful app, but it is expensive. Time, in order to make any progress in some of these apps, you need to have that time spent in it. My student, students spend minimum of 20 minutes a day in Lexia during their ELA rotation, and I think that's really necessary. Um, and then we spend time in other reading instruction, comprehension, writing, you know, in our various stations. But we have a long period. In fact, we're doing literacy all day long. I teach all of my science in my reading time. So, and sometimes math. Depends on what we're doing. And then the platform. All right. Has anybody heard of Newsomatic? All right. This is one of my all-time favorite apps. It is a daily newspaper for kids. 
So um, it comes up with a new edition, and they keep current, so they have current stories. Russell Kahn is the editor of this, and he has a team of writers. And when my students are in this, then they're, they have to read, and they have to respond. So they read, and then they respond. And that's really important, so the whole literacy. When they come in in the morning, my students are on their news and they're finding out what's going on in the world. They could probably tell you what's going on with this vote in England right now. You know, are they going to leave you or not? I mean, there's an article on there. Um, I, this is the free version. I use the EDU version. It's green and it has EDU on it. Um, this is the free. The EDU version costs, but it's minimal. I use some of my classroom monies. I think it's $2.99 for the individual app, but if you get the volume purchase plan, you know, it comes down. So uh, I think, um, oh, the EDU version, it allows you to set the Lexile level so all the students can be reading the, the same article. But my first and second grade level readers, I can set their Lexile level lower so it's the same article. Nobody knows that their reading level is lower than this reading level. So um, that's kind of neat. It also, in the EDU version, has questions at the end of the articles that you can answer that Common Core are not you know, locked into the Common Core, but I know a lot of people are. So it has questions. Let me show you. This is news right there. Um, and this, I don't even know. This is the school edition. Um, this is, how do I play the video? Oh, am I not here? So I'm, this, they're going to tell you about it better than I would, so we're just going to watch it really quick. Also, 
where it reads the article to you and they can read along with it, that's a huge support for my students. Also, you can touch a word if you don't know what that word is, so it gives you the definition and vocabulary for that. You have to tell the story about interaction. You had a student. Oh, um, it does have a class chat feature. You can turn that on or you can turn that off. One day I, I noticed a bunch of my students, they were really engaged and having a really good time while they were reading Newsomatic, and one student came and whispered to me, So I just got on my computer because I can see it and log into my account on the computer because you can do this on the computer or the iPads. Um, and I just kind of watched, and it wasn't, they were doing a bunch of yo mama jokes, yo mama's so fat, you know, and they were doing this, which they had gotten off on the iBook joke app or something. And so I just kind of watched them and at the end of the class period, I went over and I took my iPad and I airplayed it up to the projector and I, and in the minute they saw all of their chats, they just, their eyes got really big and they were like, no, we're in such trouble. So we, we, we had this whole digital literacy talk, which I hadn't even planned on doing that day, about what's appropriate and what's not. What is appropriate? You know, we, my whole thing is you read and you respond. You can write a letter to Russ, you can draw a picture, you can talk about it in class chat. However, you have to read an article and then respond to it some way, talk to about it. You know, and so we talk about what's appropriate and not appropriate. Also, when you write letters to Russ, he really reads them and he answers them back almost, I mean, within a few hours, sometimes in a day. And the kids get really excited if he's talking back to them. I had one student, you know, we have a few um, tornadoes in Oklahoma. And there happened to be an article about tornadoes. And one of my students wrote to Russ, you know, I'm really afraid. I live here. Da, da, da. Russ wrote him right back immediately. He said, you don't need to be afraid. You know, we the goal of, you know, da, da, da. And he kind of talked him through it. So the kids really do have this relationship. This is not just a pretend Thing. This is a real thing. When we had Governor Fallon come visit in our classroom, we did a series of interview questions and got some pictures. He's doing a whole article on that. For uh, I mean, because you know, I guess she's talking to Donald Trump now or something, you know. But anyway, so he takes a real interest in the life of kids, and they do have a child psychologist because they do cover some of these difficult subjects, like what just happened in Florida. They cover stuff like that. But it's only under the guise of their child psychologist. You know, mainly their goal is so that students feel safe and they feel like they're heard. And so anyway, I really have a lot of respect for this company. Russ does a really, really nice job. Um, Lexic Core 5, I've talked a little about it. So we're going to take a look at this one as well. Like I said, uh, 
It's adaptive. It's powerful. Um, it takes students along as where they need to go. Um, I have I have to be honest with you. Some of my students hate doing it because it's very skills based. Um, it's done in a really fun way, but it has one of those things where if you haven't gotten a few questions right, it says, let's try this a different way. The minute they say that, they're like, oh, you know, and so they know they have to go through it again. So the biggest thing, how many of you have ever used this app? Okay, this is a huge app. The biggest thing is, I told my students, they now sit there with a notebook and they take notes and they write things down because they do a lot of repeat. And so they feel very grown up at third and fourth grade of taking notes they feel like they're in college because I tell them this is what college students do. And so once we started doing that, they like it a lot better because they don't have to try to remember all of these knowledge things in their head. So let's watch this one. Thank you. 
by the same company that does Rosetta Stone. So I have a lot. And I will say that all three of those could have been my kids because they're, I, I told you about the students who are like, oh, but majority of my students do love it. And it doesn't tell them you're below level. It just puts you on a level. And so they do begin to show that the kids don't know. Well, I'm on level nine. I mean, I'm on level, you know, 12. They don't know. But when I go into my teacher dashboard, that's what, I don't know if that came out so well, but really that's how I pull my groups because in the teacher dashboard, it places your kids and where they're struggling. And so I can pull them either individually and work on specific skills. It gives you um, stuff that I can give to a tutor or a mentor or a reading recovery type person to do that. And so you can really target the areas where the students are struggling. And I think that's the real power. So it's not just the app itself, but it has that element where teachers, and this is where we run off these reports and give it to our board because we have to show growth and in our literacy skills. And so we run our reports and we turn them in and then we track the growth of the student. And I have students that once they really learn and figure out that they are progressing and they are learning and they truly are motivated by those certificates because we give those out in our end of the week assemblies, you know, and we all celebrate when somebody passes a level. Um, so they do know they're making progress and so then they begin asking to do it even maybe during a free time. Um, so. It's not all drudgery. Once they feel successful in it, they want to do it more and more. All right, Raz Kids. Like I said, this is a reading A to Z. This is a paid app, um, but it's it's doable. It's not highly expensive. Um, I think as an individual teacher, you could do it. Um, and I use Raz Kids. Um, well, I think this has a video too. Let me show you the video. Okay, any questions on Lexia Four Five before I move on? I um, I don't know because like I said I don't know the cost of it because like I said it's paid by our boys and girls club and they just include us in there so I know it's pricey but I know it's worth it so I don't know the cost of that one this is going to take me out to the web Ooh, I'm going up to the web. Raskids is an Both fiction and non-fiction offerings, and target various topics, 
genres, and content areas. At our proprietary best-in-class leveling system looks at over 20 quantitative and qualitative criteria to ensure our resources are accurately and reliably leveled, making it easy for you to find the right range of text complexity for your students. Students access their ebooks in an interactive, kid-friendly environment designed to keep kids excited and motivated to read. Each ebook provides opportunities where students can listen, read, record, and take a comprehension quiz. The listen version of an ebook allows more students to listen as the text is highlighted and read aloud to them, helping them become more familiar with new words and phrases to develop their fluency skills. The ability to read and record books at their own pace ensures that students are able to practice and apply reading skills and strategies, as well as demonstrate fluency and understanding of the text. Every ebook includes interactive reading tools and features, including a highlighter, area to write notes, and stamps that help students read closely and think critically about the text. After completing each ebook, your students then take a corresponding quiz that includes a constructive response opportunity to check comprehension. Every quiz question is tagged with a comprehension skill and a common core standard to inform progress and next steps for instruction. As your students read books and have comprehension quizzes, they advance to a new reading level where they have access to lengthier and more difficult texts. Students earn stars to spend in motivational RAS rocket or robot builder for every task they complete. RAS Kids makes it easy for you to manage all your students' digital reading. The online teacher management portal provides a number of different reporting options that allow you to easily monitor your class and individual students' reading progress. These reports include with skills, level progress, activity, and words correct per minute. Customers with a subscription to both Raz Kids and Reading A to Z have access to hundreds of additional level ebooks and book sets, including decodables, alphabet, and high-frequency word books. Reading A to Z and Raz Kids work together to provide you with the resources you need for effective assessment, instruction, and practice. Every student needs to practice reading. Brad's Kids is the award-winning reading resource both you and your students will love. All right, I was starting to laugh and, and part of that because um, the one time that I had an issue of students hacking in to other kids was in Brad's Kids. And they were hacking in and spending their coins at the robot store or something. What is that? But anyway, um, and as it says, the reading A to Z is good because not only do they have this book, this ebook to read on their iPad, um, they also sometimes I print them out. So we have that with a reading group. And I like the level readers that goes along with that. We can all be reading the same story like we always, um, I've said I teach science through it. So when we were doing planets in the solar system and everything. So the whole class is learning about the planets, but I had different level readers. So we're all reading the same book, but the reading level is different. So it doesn't single out those low readers because everybody can participate. And we could use real highlighters and we can make notes and then they can take those books home because our students don't take their iPads home. And so, but 
And I use that for reading instruction, that in the afternoon, during our dear time that we have daily, they go back and read books of their own choice. So we kind of, I use it for instruction where everybody's reading the same thing, or they use it at dear time as one of their ways that they can select to read. So, all right, Mayan. Um, I went to a conference with Wes when he was presenting in Denton, I think, and some teacher told me about Mayan, and they were demoing it in their district. I adore it, and my kids love it. I love the Raz Kids book, but it still sounds a little robotish, you know? But in Mayan, it sounds like somebody reading to them, and they have different voices, and it's just so smooth, and you can turn the voices on, and you can read to me or not, and they just, it has books, even for the older, way up into the high school level. It has e-books. Um, so, but it is also, I think, a rather pricey app. When my little school couldn't afford it, we might could have gotten a donor to do it one year. It's one of those things you have to renew. Um, and it's powerful. It has a lot of reading supports and a lot of things that go with it that I don't have access to because I just have the demo version. But I really like this app. Um, I would love to get this app. Some, I mean, I've heard of some whole, like Austin, I mean, not Austin, but different places have it so the whole community is reading on my own. And you can do it on a Chromebook, you can do it on a computer, you can do it on an iPad, it's really multi-level. Maya is a cloud-based personalized reading environment with a collection of over 4,000 enhanced digital books that can be accessed anytime, anywhere there is an internet connection. Readers can also access Maya for both devices and read offline on a variety of apps such as iPad, Android, and it can require HD with the free Maya app. Readers can download up to 20 books and read them offline. Let's take a look at Mayan together. To get there, just launch a web browser like Chrome, Firefox, or Safari. Go to Mayan.com and click on the red Login Now button. Three pieces of information are needed. A school, a username, and a password. For the school name, just start typing the first few letters and the rest of the name will show up within a drop-down menu. Select the name of your school or program. Then, type your username and password. Remember, these are case sensitive. Through the Educator Dashboard, educators will be able to view class membership and meeting progress for all students, groups of students, or individual students. They can create flexible groups to support differentiation and instruction of cooperative learning with reading scaffolds, quizzes and review options, as well as with set assignments. These features help make text accessible to all readers, ensuring that grade level content can be addressed while allowing readers to feel successful. Educators can develop book sets that align to specific topics within the curriculum or key initiatives, such as early childhood, STEM, 21st century learning, and college career readiness. There's an ability to monitor reading growth through a variety of just-in-time reports and see snapshots of progress through dashboards. When larger sets of data are needed to inform instruction and drive learning, metrics such as lexile progress and time spent reading, as well as correlations to state national standards and number of books as opposed to 
are available at an individual, group, and a class level. Our professional services team help educators make the most of mine through a blended offering of customized, on-site, and virtual sessions. All implementations are provided with assistance through their data integration process, so that individual usernames and passwords are available for all leaders and educators. Goals are created to provide focus and include a timeline for implementation. Ongoing support is available to answer technical as well as instructional questions. Administrators also have access to tools that allow them to see success across their buildings and throughout the district. Leaderboards provide top 10 statistics, and engagement reports help to determine percentage of active students online by school, grade, or class. This data helps to identify best practices to strengthen and grow the success of the online implementation. Mayan offers educators a variety of tools to support their literacy programs. The revenue of the main page, subscribers to access to a professional development portal that provides access to a variety of resources, including project-based learning units, lesson plan. I think I just cut it off. Yeah, you did. Or tried to end. <laughs> what I wanted to do, I have my iPad here. I want to show you why I love this. Can you get my iPad going? Good. So here's our Maya. These are the literacy apps here. I want to show you why I love it. Um, again, I use this for instructional reading. Like towards the end of the year, we were working on probability, and they had several books on probability in there. And so uh, I wanted, I had the books up and I said everybody get this downloaded into your iPad because we're going to read and discuss these books and see how here at the bottom you can turn the words on or off what is probability it's Mia's birthday her party was going to be outside but the weather reporter said there is a chance of rain that means so you just flip it Mia looks for the mail while she waits for her friends to arrive she is certain that a male parent will bring the man today. It's possible that he will deliver a birthday gift. I can turn the words off. I can turn the sentences off so it just reads now. put a swimming pool in the mailbox? That's... I can pause the book. A lot of times if we're doing like a screenshot, if we want to do something with it, we'll take a screenshot so we can use the pictures from it in other projects. Um, I can go back home. I want to show you, this is another thing. It has all of these choices, so all the different genres. One of my students' very favorite genre is scary. They love scary books. And this has a lot of graphic novel type things. Um, sometimes I have to really say, you know what, that is just really quite too much. Like, And then you can see the ones with the X that don't have sound on them. But let's say 20 through... It'll also tell you here what reading level this is, recommended grade level 8 through 11. Now, I have to say, some of my kids are still reading some of this. I have to really watch them sometimes and say, sweetheart, this could give you nightmares. Don't read that. <laughs> I imagine if I had the full paid version, I could probably cut some of those out. Um, but I don't, so I just have to really watch them carefully. Um, and then, um, but they do love the scary and gross. I happen to love the science books. Um, especially when we were doing, like, um, I said, studying the planets. 
Um, you can also search, do a text search for, let's say, if I was doing something on um, Earth. And it would give me some of the, you know, journey to the center of the Earth books. And then I said, these these are just, and this is, you know, recommended grade level. Um, or it's by DK. I mean, you know, that's a, it's not, it's not all just GT authors. I mean, it's actually good. And then you just download that onto your iPad. So it's really good for instructional purposes because I can get everybody reading the same book. It's also really good for choice because at deer time they can read the books and collections and um, and find books and they share books. There are joke books. I don't know if they got the Yo Mama joke book out of this one or not. Probably. But anyway, so um, and they love poetry books, all kinds of things. So anyway. One of my favorite apps, and one of my students' favorite apps as well. But it is expensive for a small independent school. How do I do this? All right, so I've talked a little about Seesaw. Seesaw is our learning journal, but I do use it for literacy as well. Um, and one of the examples here is that we were reading, um, doing a big electricity unit, and we, this is like a magic school bus, Mrs. Frizzle book, and so um, this reading group had to pick a page from that book for fluency that they wanted to read, so they just took a picture of that, loaded it into their learning journal, and then... Um, and then they read that, and so I was able to check it in our um, learning journal. You can do this in Rags. Yeah, I don't believe it. I made a small record called Photons You Drop in Electrons. Electrons contain negative electric charge. Photons contain a positive electric charge. Neutrons don't have any charge. The photons and neutrons move together to make the all right, and so that's Anastasia. She's one of my fourth graders, and so that's what she chose. If I wanted to have her go back in and circle vocabulary words or write notes or whatever, I could do all of that through Seesaw. So Seesaw is our learning journal app um, that we use with that. So um, really good for recording fluency and keeping track of all of that. Um, some of the other apps. Oh, here's another example of a writing assignment. And so, um, you know, reading, writing goes together. So this was a writing assignment. And again, in Seesaw with their learning journal, I had them take a picture of that and then read that story in. You don't listen to that one. Um, I use Seesaw quite a bit as just supporting all kinds of literacy. This is an interesting story. So uh, Wes and I were traveling to Miami Device um, over Veterans Day, and I completely forgot it was Veterans Day. And so I'm like, oh, my goodness, I didn't leave anything for the sub on Veterans Day. You know, so I quickly found a video that I wanted the students to watch, and I flipped it, just the link. I shared it into my seesaw while we were flying overhead, and the students put it in there. And I called my assistant, and I said, make sure that they watch and respond to this video. And so they did. So um, we use that as well for reading and responding back and writing. And so that's what we did on this one um, on Veterans Day. So I used it as kind of a flipped classroom app, but it works really well too. Um, this, um, I did a session yesterday on classroom radio shows. We have a podcast, Room 108. 
And so that develops a lot of our fluency and our oral literacy. And so we do it at the end of the day as a part of our closing meeting. So we have a classroom radio channel. And so they have to answer a question. So today's question is, what are you learning most at iPad Palooza? And so as they develop that language on our radio show, they began answering questions inside that as well. So this is kind of one way that we're working on oral fluency. Yeah, I'm going to play this one. Oops, let's go back. Yeah, it's going to shoot us back out. The neat thing about Seesaw is, too, that you can now print all of these things. It'll come up with a QR code. So if you want to, this is an example of our classroom room 108 radio show. Classroom webpage, classroom.shellyfire.com. 
um, where we have 32 um, episodes of our podcast. So it really has helped. You can listen to the very ones we did at the first day of school. We did at the last day of school. And you can really tell how their oral fluency and just being able, and all of this is not scripted. So we talk about the question for the day, but I find any time that we've actually tried to script something, like when the governor came and we were doing an interview and I really wanted it to be good, those are the worst ones. So <laughs> they really do a much better job when it's unscripted and they're just speaking from their hearts. So um, that's neat. Let's see where we are. All right. Before I get into just some of the other little apps, does anybody have any other questions about any of the ones that we've already done? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Seesaw is a learning journal. I believe I'm not paid by them, but I've used them for two years now. And so what it does is you print out an invite. So each student has their own individual um, learning journal. And so it's individual invites. Like invite a parent, it's just done with a QR code. So the parents scan a QR code. They have access to their student's learning journal. They can't see anybody else's. As the teacher, you can decide whether you want the parent to be able to respond or give feedback back or like it. So you just kind of decide how that works for you. And so in my cases, a lot of my parents do not have smartphones. And so we make that available to parents, of course. And I do have some connected parents, but also to their mentors. Because every student in our school has a mentor that sees them one hour a week and supports them in their education. And so as a parent, let's see if I could. As a parent um, and mentor, they give constant feedback. So as soon as I add something to their child's learning journal, they get a text message and then it comes up. And so they can see it immediately. Um, one of my connected parents, um, and I had uh, pictures from field trips, pictures from birthday parties, anything that we've done at those classroom community, math, reading, you have different folders. And so I have had, it has been the most wonderful bridge for my connected parents because they, the kids never take home those papers that you staple together and put in their take home folders. I mean, I'm picking those up, throw them in the trash can all the time. But when they get that text message and they see that work and they hear their student's voice, um, it's magical and they immediately email back, wow, that was really interesting. I can't believe you know how to make a stop motion motion movie or or whatever it is, but it's given me a really nice bridge to parents. So, And then you can print them out, too. And so, um, like, when we ended the year with our passion projects, each student had to do a passion project, and they put it in their learning journal. That's how they gave it to me to do. Um, and so then I could print those out with a QR code, and I can hang them up nicely down the hall, you know, which just makes a really nice... Display. Also, now Seesaw just came out with an update, like this week, right before DISTI, uh, and I know that there'll be a DISTI where you can actually print a whole folder. So, um, and they're coming out with the Seesaw school version too. So, I think a lot of schools, I just do it as my individual classroom. So, any other questions? All right, these are a couple of the other literacy apps. Um, we do uh, vocabulary with Spelling City. Part of our, uh, our ELA um, rotation. Um, Spelling City's got some really neat updates that they're also doing to build oral fluency and literacy. Not It's not just spelling. So I would highly recommend that. News ELA. News ELA takes articles that are already written and then put them 
I don't know as much about it, but and puts it in a lexile level that students can read. I think a lot of middle school, upper grades use news ELA or newsella, however they do it, and it's a really good current. Um, reading Rainbow, they just had last year uh, a big, what are they, Kickstarter or one of those things, and everybody paid into it, so now they have this available. I haven't quite tracked it down. I did the beta version, but they have reading books, they have reading videos, they have little mini field trips. Um, I beta tested it last year. I haven't quite figured out how much they're charging to subscribe to it, but um, it's really awesome. Also, the president just came out with a whole bunch of free ebooks for Title I schools that you're supposed to be able to get into. I haven't done that yet. Has anybody done that yet? Have you? Is it? Do you, have you done? I mean, is it hard to get to? Easy to get to? Just I might connect with you because it's on my summer thing. Is to get into those free ebooks as well. So, in this active, actively learn. I don't even know that one. I think you put that one in there. Yeah. I don't know that one, but that's probably another one. All right. Any other questions? Or you guys, tell me. I need to learn something from this too. Are there any other literacy apps that you're using successfully in your classroom to get students excited about reading that you would be willing to share? All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for coming. Um, I get all of these apps have really helped my students to love reading. When it comes to deer time and reading time, they don't they don't whine and moan about it. I mean, they really look forward to it. Deer time is the most peaceful time in my classroom, and 100% of them are engaged in reading. I don't have any on fake-o reading. They're like, really read. The best story I had one time was in a student was describing to me about reading time, and he said, you know that lady that comes to, that reads to me, reads to us or something? I said, what lady that reads to you? Oh, you know, that lady that reads to me on my own? For him, it was a real person. It was like a bedtime story or something, and he looked forward to listening to that. So, um, so that was awesome too. Well, anyway, thank you for coming. If you have any other questions or want some more information on these specific apps, I'd love to share that with you. You're listening to Fuel for Educational Change Agents, an audio podcast channel including a variety of audio recordings by and recorded by Wesley Fryer, published for educators worldwide interested in free audio-based professional development. This is a supplementary podcast channel complementing Moving at the Speed of Creativity podcast, which typically includes longer and lightly edited or unedited audio recordings. Learn more and access these podcasts on audio.speedofcreativity.org. All content on this podcast is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 3.0 United States license.